It's tangent time. The almost end of January edition. So, with the concert in March, um, I have a lot of letters to catch up on. So I've been doing that over the past several nights. Um, today I was able to get three done, um, and a translation of a fourth, because I have officially caught up on the stuff that has already been translated by me. Um, but I have about a month <laughs> to catch up on an entire year's worth of backlog. Um, so yeah, there's that. But my own fault. I kind of just let them accumulate. <laughs> because the thing was, for a while I had no foreseeable means to get them to him. And because this is book two, the biggest thing was to make sure that I at least had one book done to potentially mail out. But with the concert being an opportunity, hopefully to be able to give them to him, I want to get them done. Um, we're as done as I can. Because I'm not sending them off to be proofread this time. Primarily because the translating itself has gone relatively smoothly. And there are just minor corrections along the way. Um, like, instead of having Yorubun, um, I have to change that itself. But other than that, there was only one paragraph somewhere in the mess of the previous eight, I believe, that I sent to be proofread. And I don't know which letter that was from, so I think I left it. Um, but <laughs> this is why I'm including the English copies, because if there's something that I mess up along with the translation, um, or something that I had to alter for the translation, then at least the English is also included. Don't know if he'll read it, don't know if he'll care, don't know if I'll even be able to give them to him. But it's there. Um, so right now, I'm on to February 14th. That was what I just translated tonight. Um, apparently I wrote like two sets of messages for him that day. So I'm going to um, not split it with a black sheet of paper. Because what I have been doing for all these letters so far is splitting them by date uh, with a black sheet of paper and the date written down. Um, on each one. Although I have to go through book two and write all the dates because I haven't done that in book two. Book one is completely caught up with the exception of the letter from 2017. I have to put a title page in here as well potentially. We'll see if I feel like doing that. They're translated, that's what matters. Um, but what I'm going to do for February's is split just by the translation. Um, so the first letter is one page, the next part is another two and a half pages, um, just front and back and then a half page, so two pieces of paper total. Um, but I'm going to just split those two, so I'm going to have the first one that's translated, um, for the first part, and then I'm going to have the second part split, translated as well, just because the subject or the kind of mood of each is very different. Um, like I said, because it was sent later on during that same day, because I don't know how to stop. <laughs> um, but as I'm rewriting them, because I have to write them out on my phone so I can translate them because it looks like from here, I mostly just went straight from messages to paper, 
which kind of sucks because now I have to type it out and translate it, not just search for it and then copy paste. But whatever. Um, <laughs> anyways, the, the thing that I kind of noticed while rewriting these letters is that I still feel pretty much the same way as when I wrote them. Um, some of the things that were like a little sadder, I'm not as sad about, but like the overall tone and things that I'm trying to convey, I still feel very connected with, which is kind of nice. Although it's a little sad because it means that how I feel about him has not changed, even though I've been trying to work on that. Um, and like I've, I flipped through, I was flipping through them earlier just to kind of see like what I have left. And like, yeah, I still feel pretty connected with everything that I've written so far. Um, there is still a letter that I have left untranslated from sometime in January, maybe December. Just trying to double check now. Gonna flip through a bit to see if I can find it. Um, yeah, December 16th. I don't know if I want to translate this. I still don't know if I even want to include this. But we'll see. Um, I might just leave it and I might just leave it untranslated. We'll see. Um, it's not like anything serious. Well, the kind of a serious. It was something I had asked of him, but I don't know if I want to include it. Um, if I do, then I just will probably leave it untranslated because this one was a more specific to December 16th or within that time frame. Um, either way, but yeah, definitely going through them again from last year. It's kind of nice to see that, yeah, I haven't really changed as, uh, as far as how I feel goes. Like, this book starts, um, with little blurbs, actually. It starts with, like, little short blurbs that were too small to be their own piece of paper, not worth wasting a piece of paper. Um, but the first actual letter is from November 2020 in here. Um, and I know I only started book two fairly recently-ish, um... And like I said, I whipped out five in one night because some of them were short. Um, <laughs> but today it was three plus the translation is done. Um, just waiting for debating. I think I will probably just do it this way as um, taking it one letter at a time now. Because like I said, I also have to rewrite them into my phone so that I can actually translate them. So rather than just having a whole stack of translated but not written out, it's probably just more consistent for me to translate them, then write them, then translate, then write, then translate, then write. Um, plus that way, if I, you know, for God knows what reason, don't finish translating before March, I don't feel like there's a whole lot that I could have had written um, but didn't because I just translated it but didn't write it out. Because I also have to keep in mind, too, I have to be mindful of my hand because I write so close to the end of the, the pen or pencil or whatever happened to be using. I use gel pens for the letters when they're in Korean, but I have to be mindful of the fact that when I'm writing, I hold so very close to the end of the pen that the, the little uh, grippy part of the pen is pretty damn useless. I don't know why I do that, but I do that with every writing utensil. <laughs> 
Um, so my thumb kind of goes numb after a little bit. <laughs> but, oh well. I do have to say, like I said, it's it's kind of kind of weird to reread these things and know that the, my feelings haven't changed, even though for the entirety of however long I have been trying to kind of move forward from this. Um, but I still feel very connected with these letters, which is nice in a way, but also a little bit sad. So, I don't know. Because some of it, it definitely rehashes some things, too. Because, like I said, a lot of this stuff, especially early on in the year, was written at certain points in my life. Like, none of what I said is untrue as far as how I feel. But it definitely is um, weird to kind of reread them. Like, and I know a lot of them, because of the dates, they were also, like, based on context of whatever had been happening around that particular time as well. So, like, some of them, for example, don't really have context with what I'm writing <laughs> as far as what was going on that day. Um, and I can't remember because, like, one of them from February 28th, for example, I don't remember what the context was that prompted me to want to write this. But I had a gut feeling, I think, that told me I needed to write what I wrote, so I did. Um, and, like, March 1st was his 100th episode of Question Mark. So, I mean, I wrote that at that time. And, like, some of them are referencing, like, an Instagram Live. Um, one of them was just... Let's see. One of them was around March, like, March 4th. Something prompted me to, like, want to send a message full of, like, everything good that I saw in him. I don't know what prompted that, for example. Like, mm, one of them, March 16th, that I think... I don't remember what prompted this particular thing, um, but he was. I think there was something he was talking about working too much and not really having hobbies or something, or not having time for it, or like getting stressed about that stuff or something. I'm not entirely sure because, like I said, <laughs> my letters have some context, and I'm glad I put the dates for some of these things, but some of them don't have context for why I wrote those particular things. Um, and like I know on March 28th, it was shortly after my friendship ended, so I was not in a great headspace, and I wrote something at that time. Um, April 9th was a very short prompted letter that when I look at the writing itself, it's pretty scratchy, so like, I had feelings that day. Um, like, and, and April 19th, for example, he was talking about, um, he'd asked what we want to hear from him about like his next album or something like that and like I was responding sort of to that and you know like that's how I kind of write these things they're based on like time frames when things are happening or um, when he's written something that I felt like responding to in a way and stuff like that like and and again there's quite a few that are just what I felt like I needed to say at the time 
like I wrote in May, for example, um, where was it here? Just flipping through May 1st that I was going to slow down on letters. I don't think I wrote anything else in May. At least that's based on what I have in the book. There's nothing else before June 23rd. And that was because he did an Instagram live. Um, and maybe it was the day before or something. No, it was that day. Um, I think it was because I was writing it when it was technically the next day for him. Um, but like, it was just one of those things where there was a lot that I wanted to say because he had done the live and like, you know, I just had a lot to say after that. And then I don't write again until August 15th. And that was because I had finished writing out the translations of book one. So I had caught up on book one. Book one was finished on August 15th. Um, and then I added a little blurb when I rewrote the, uh, the, the letter, when I wrote it out in the book, um, I wrote a little blurb saying that, um, because I had mentioned saying something about wanting to send out the book at that time, because I was trying to figure out how to send it. And there was a lot of issues with like the form online, not having a postal code, but the form online to send support or whatever, the Groovelin support form is, is not conducive to like sending things from international locations because it's a, what is it? When is it going to be that you bring this by? Or like, when is it that you want to choose the date to support or something like that? And I was like, I can't, I can't give you a date because this is going to be mailed and I don't know how long the post will take to get it to you. Um, so, you know, and then I, uh, that was just a quick one. Then I don't write again until September. Um, and then I write quite a few times. Um, I think I wrote three total letters in September. Um, then I did write one on November 12th. And then I am pretty caught up from there. And I didn't really write much again until November 21st. And then December 12th was the last letter. Um, nope. Yeah, December 12th was the last time I wrote an actual letter length message to him and that has been I mean I, I wished him a Merry Christmas I think um and I think that was the last time I actually wrote anything as far as that goes um primarily because I do still have so many more to catch up on I'm about halfway through the book right now as far as catching up goes I think I have about half of the book too caught up um, I don't have the actual quantity. I didn't count along the way. But I think I had previously 22 untranslated. Now I think I'm down to 21 untranslated. Not 100% sure. But as far as paper goes, I'm about halfway. A little under halfway, I think. Um, but that's a lot of things. And right now, like, I do still have stuff I want to say because of the upcoming concert the upcoming new album. I do have things that I want to say. My nephew wants me to write him a letter from my nephew, which is adorable. Um, so there's that. That won't be a very long one. But I myself still have a lot of things I want to say. But at this point, I'm just repeating myself. And it comes down to feeling like I'm just throwing it all at a brick wall at this point. So... I don't know how many more times I can say it. 
and still feel okay constantly saying it. Because the thing is, even though I've said many, many, many times that I kind of wish that I could be invisible as a fan. I've mentioned it in my letters. I've mentioned that I have mentioned it in my letters. I've mentioned it in my group chat. I've told my therapist this. I've told my friends this, that it's slightly, well, it is easier to be invisible than to feel like you're, you're being noticed at points. And I'm not saying that I am because there hasn't been a whole lot of, of incidences that would lead me to believe that, yeah, but I do know that he knows I exist. Maybe he doesn't care, or maybe it's just the, in the back of his mind, oh, I've seen that person before when it comes back up again, because I have done stuff that would have gotten, you know, notice. Like I did the fan letter, um, for his on cast, the online concert, and I did the, the, fan sing-along thing as well so like that was the most recent ish as far as being noticed goes kind of thing like there's hardly a way to ignore that when you're on a big screen right behind him um so (laughs) but for a very long time there was a lot of things that kind of lined up that felt like he knew I existed and I know that that sounds kind of crazy to say but realistically that's how it felt And that has caused myself to get carried away with a lot of things in terms of believing that things were not just a coincidence, which was likely the case, but like that they were a coincidence. That was likely that they were just a coincidence and my brain decided to take these things and run wild with it. It's not on him for that. That's on me. That's on my brain for getting carried away. But it still happened, and that drove me insane. And at one point, something was a thing that I'm 99% sure of, still. No way to actually confirm it, because it's not like I can get an answer from him. And it's not like I have the proof, because the th- the where it came from, I was gone for a bit so the proof that would have been there is gone um plus with files if you constantly are like me and have to clean out your phone and stuff so that you have space that eventually disappears or expires over time anyway so I couldn't go back to prove it but I also wasn't there so the proof disappeared when you leave so that led me to being almost sick because of how stressed out it made me. Because again, it's not like I could just ask for the, the confirmation. Because I wanted that confirmation so badly so that I could prove to myself, yeah, no, I'm not crazy. This is a real thing that did happen. And I'm 99% sure that that's me. But I can't go get that proof. So while I'm 99% sure, even to this day, I still will never have that 100% yes or no, which is very frustrating, but I've learned to be okay with it. But for that entire week after that was a thing, I almost got sick because of how stressed out it made me trying to find the proof or just being like, well, what does this mean? Does this mean anything? And I have no way of knowing if it meant anything. 
but it happened and I can't 100% prove it, so part of me thinks I'm crazy. Even though I'm 99% sure that 1% of me is like, well, you're crazy. Except I had several people vouch for it that that sounds correct, that the thing is legit. But I can't ever ask for that proof. Or even if I do, I'm not going to get that proof. Uh, because I finally did ask for proof in the DMs. Never got an answer. Wasn't expecting to. But I was hoping, part of me was hoping, I could put that to rest. But I can't, because I never did get an answer. And I don't write these letters and things with the expectation of ever getting a response. But there's some small part of you, when you send those kinds of things... That hopes still that you'll still be seen, right? But because I can't 100% prove that that is correct, even though, like I said, I've got, I've had three, four people vouch for it. Five people, actually. Five people vouch for it. That, yep, that sounds like it's legit. That sounds like I'm not crazy. In fact, I told, I had two people first just check. I just sent it to them and I'm like, listen. I didn't, I'm like, you gotta listen to this. I didn't tell them what to listen for. They were the ones who prompted and are like, is this legit? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm about 99% sure. But again, because I left, I can't go back to that time frame when that would have come from. So I can't prove that it's legit. And that's the part that sucks because... Then there's that part of my brain that's like, well, what does that mean? Because it could be legit. What does that mean? It doesn't necessarily mean anything. There doesn't have to be a meaning behind it. But my brain, being my brain, and me being who I am, and I'm so relationship-deprived and people like needing that kind of connection and stuff, my brain decides to take that and run with it. Because it goes and seeks connection in any way, shape, or form, whether it actually makes sense or not. Which kind of sucks. But also, again, after, after London, after that, like, there was a, there was an interview posted that almost was like a call and response to the letter that I gave him in London. Could be purely coincidental. However, it wasn't like London was the last stop. It was the second last stop. And there were no other interviews before or after that stop. And then it seemed for a little while that things kind of lined up after that. With posts almost matching or certain things happening in a certain type of way. And then there was also when he liked one of my posts for the going to New Jersey thing. And I mean, I tried looking around that time frame of other posts that were that he was tagged in, didn't see anything where he liked them, so I thought, okay, what the what does that mean? Doesn't necessarily mean anything. But my brain decided to go and get bonkers because of that. Again, I got very stressed out. I almost got sick again. Ask Anne. I was like shaking and freaking out because it happened. I had messaged, like DM'd and said, please unlike this or like, dude, what the fuck? Undo that, please. Because I couldn't handle 
that because to him it might have just been a double tap or a click of a button but it may have meant nothing else to him but my brain decides to be like well what if that was because of something else it logically knows that that's not the case but like it was probably literally just a oh cool kind of moment but my brain decides to be like well what if it wasn't just because it was there you know and that's when my brain decides to take these things and run but I have no way to ever get answers for those questions and you would think not answers not answers would be the answer right but I can't let it go. I want to, but I can't. I was talking to Kendra, my therapist, about this all the time. And I'm like, normal circumstances, if this were a person that I knew, like person to person, we were buddies or acquaintances, or I just knew them in person and we had some iota of communication, I would then actually talk to them about this stuff. But because I don't have that and I won't have this opportunity, I can't just talk about it to then move on or whatever. Because I'm a very like cut and dry type of person. I would prefer to just be like, okay, this is this is the thing. Is this the thing for you? No? Great. I'll move on. Is this the thing for you? Great. Well, let's see where this goes. But I can't do that because I don't have any communication with him. So all of these things that are likely just coincidences, my brain that has decided to take them and run with it, I can't confirm or deny it. And because I can't confirm or deny it, my brain decides that, okay, well, what if? You're right. What if these aren't just a coincidence? Instead of saying like, oh yeah, no, you're right. These are just a coincidence. Okay, move on. I can't just do that because there's that little tiny part of me that says, well, what if you're wrong and you move on and then what could have been won't ever be. Even though I know that that's ridiculous. It's just, it's frustrating. I wish that I could just get the answers because... It's hard to see myself being able to move on unless I get them. And like Kendra has always said, well, just take the things like, because I talked about last session, I talked about wanting to potentially get back into the dating thing up until last week when my self-esteem just started tanking from there. Um, but we talked about like, oh, I might be ready to put myself out there and stuff. And I mean, like, I, I do see where she's coming from when it's like write out a list of traits about him that you like and then try and find that in someone more attainable. The problem is it's more than just the traits that I like. Like it's more than just the traits that he's shown that I like. It's him as a person, as a whole. And I can't find him as a person, as a whole in somebody else. Because it's, 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 I know that there's a lot that we don't know about him. In fact, we probably don't know more than we know because he's who he is. And online only shows just a tiny fraction of the daily things that go on, right? And and I'm well aware that there's a lot that I don't know. But these feelings are still here. And 
it's for more than just the traits. I can't just pick the traits and say, oh, yep, this is why, this is why, this is why. It's because of all of those things and more. And that's the part that it's hard to convey properly. But it's also the part that makes it hard to just let it go and find someone who has similar traits. But I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's just, I also don't think that it's fair for me to have feelings for someone when I feel so strongly about another person. I've always been that way. I was conflicted back in high school because there was two guys that I had a crush on at one time and I liked them both for very similar but different reasons and I just, I felt awful because I had a crush on two different people at the same time. This is more than just a crush, or at least it feels like more than just a crush. And I don't feel like it's fair to whoever I want to be involved with that I have these feelings for someone that isn't them. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't have those feelings for them, but again, unless I can fully put this on a shelf or in a drawer or whatever, unless I can finally put them to rest, it's going to be hard to find somebody else. But I can't ever do that. I can't get that closure. And I don't know how to move on without that closure. And it's very frustrating. Because I would like to be able to fully express myself with someone. And fully involve myself in a way that like you can only do with the with a with a significant other type of relationship. I don't mean physically, I mean like emotionally. I want to be there. And I don't know if I can while I still have these feelings for him. And part of me hopes that if I ever get into the dating thing again, that eventually... I'll be able to move on just because I'm able to develop feelings for somebody else. But the problem is, it's taken me this long to even know that I can have feelings like this, first of all. And also, again, it's just hard to put them away when I don't have closure. And you would think that not having closure is closure enough. But for me, it isn't. Because there's that dumb little part of me that says, well, if you're wrong and you put them away, you missed out. Even though I know how illogical that is. You know? So. Yeah. But it's, um... Yeah, rewriting these letters and stuff kind of rehashed a lot of that stuff. Even though it's never been gone. If that makes sense. It's because I've been dealing with a lot of other feelings. And a lot of feelings for other things in my life. And... One thing that's great about the therapy is now I have feelings and can feel them and shit, but also feelings fucking suck because they take up a lot of time and, you know, it's just been backburnered because I don't want to focus on it because of the fact that I don't have any proper way to handle it. From here, it literally feels like I've done everything that I can do. And I'm waiting on his turn, but it's never going to happen. 
but I don't feel like I can keep throwing myself at this brick wall because literally it feels like I'm never going to get anywhere and I should know this, but I still kept doing it and still keep doing it. And it feels like there's kind of no point. And that part sucks. Coming to terms with the fact that there's no point in constantly throwing myself at this brick wall anymore sucks because <laughs> I don't know it's hard to say like if I stop that I'll feel bad that I've stopped because I don't know it's it's a weird way to phrase this but everybody needs somebody to love them and it feels like it's not it's, it's not that if I feel like if I stop, he's not going to have somebody to love him because I know that he will, not just as a, you know, from the fan perspective, but I don't know for sure that he's found somebody he wants to spend his life with or found somebody he wants to share his life with in the meantime or whatever. I don't know if he's looking. I don't know if he cares to. Not everybody cares to find a person. That's fine. But... And I know that there are lots of other people who feel very similarly to how I feel. However, because it's not something we see, it's hard to kind of feel like you know it's the case. I don't know. It's weird. My brain is dumb. Like, it's, it, 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 I know that I'm not the only person who loves them. And I'm sure that I'm not the only person who has these kinds of feelings that go beyond just being a fan. But... I still feel like it's not fair if I stop. I don't know. It's really hard to explain. Like, I can see it in my head. I can see it in my head. Um, so to kind of put this as a visual here, it's like, for me, it's a brick wall. And I'm throwing myself at a brick wall because that's all I can see at my side of things is I'm just throwing myself at a brick wall because it feels useless but it's a brick wall that he can see through. So it's like one-sided glass, except it doesn't feel as fragile as glass. It doesn't feel like it's as breakable as glass um, from my side of things. So it feels like I'm seeing a brick wall. He's still able to see through it. But if I stop throwing myself at this brick wall, that he might see that I've stopped. And I don't want him to feel bad. I would always be and will always be a fan. My issue for me, though, too, is I'm an all-in kind of person. And if I can't feel like I can express myself and be just a fan, I don't know if I can be just a fan. But I feel like it's not quite the same attention that I would be paying if I was just a fan. I would, but my issue is for me, it's a very fine line between how I would interact. How I interact as a fan is different than how I interact with the feelings that I've had. Because, like, I've interacted with other stuff as a fan, but, like, you know, like, I've always, I'm always slightly envious of people who can write things like, oh, marry me, blah, 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 or, like, oh, my God. And I'm always slightly envious of that because I'm like, I, too, wish I could just say that stuff. But the problem is I feel like it's not superficial, but also I feel like it's slightly superficial because you can say things like, oh, marry me. 
um, and stuff like that. But you know that that's not going to happen when you're saying it. So you're saying it kind of for fun. But I feel like I can't just joke like that. I have a hard time even writing comments on tweets or comments on posts and things like that as it stands, mostly just because I'll hate them and then delete them later. But also, like, it's just hard for me to interact normally as a fan. But when I have feelings for people, it's just that much harder for me to communicate because my issue is that um, it was like what I was talking, I was talking to Kendra about this because I'm, I, my love language is definitely like acts of service and physical touch, but also like I have a really good sense of things when I've had physical contact. Like if I touch somebody and that kind of thing, it's like, oh, okay. But my fear has always been that if I like touch somebody that I'm interested in, they're just going to know. And I know that that's a little bit ridiculous, but that's always how I felt for some reason. That is always how I felt. Like, um, one of my absolute favorite people at a high touch event wanted a high five. Like it was, we were just a part of the photo. We didn't have the high touch with our tickets, um, which is just where you know, like high five, you walk on a line and you just kind of high five down the line. But my absolute favorite person wanted a high five from me. After our photo had been taken, and first of all, I thought I was going to get in major shit, like security would tackle me for giving him a high five when I didn't pay to touch him. But also, I was like, well, shit, he's going to know. If I high five him, he's going to know that I, that I, he's my favorite person and oh my god. But then I high fived him. And I mean, like, that's not the case. He doesn't know that stuff. But also, like, when I saw this guy in person... I also forgot that part of the event was I could high-five him, but I felt like if I touch him, is he just going to know how I feel about him? But also, when I'd first seen him in London, in person, there was that moment where everything seemed to have stopped. Like, I just, everything stopped. And you know how in movies or in books, like, things kind of like fade away and it's just those two people and it feels like nothing else in the world exists and that time stops and it's just you two existing that's what I felt like and I can't really explain why but that's what it felt like and I felt like if I high-fived him he's gonna know but then I was also like oh crap I'm actually allowed to because I paid to but also like you know and it's just sometimes I forget that physical touch is, is a normal thing for a lot of people. But for me, it's hard to because it doesn't feel like I can if with anybody, even in my personal life. Like, I don't make nearly as much physical contact with my friends as I'd like to. I'll hug them when they leave and stuff like that. But, like, even the things like touching someone's arm or tapping them on the shoulder or something like that like it's hard for me to comprehend that doesn't help we're in the middle of a pandemic but I've always felt that way big you know regardless of the pandemic and I don't know why that is because it it's not like I've been taught not to touch people or anything like that. Like, it's not like I've been taught, oh, if you touch someone, they're going to get mad at you, like, poke them or whatever. Like, it's not something I've been taught. And it's not something that I can recall having seen as being 
seen poorly or badly in my life. It's not something that I would have absorbed, I feel like, through media or anything like that. And, like, I'll see a lot of people who just do that kind of stuff normally. It's second nature to them. They'll, like, poke arm, like, poke arms or, like, I don't know, like, just, you know, get someone's attention by tapping them or, like, whatever. And I don't... It's just so weird to kind of wrap my head around. Anyways. Anyways, I've been rambling on for 40 minutes now. So I'm going to go to bed. I, I took Advil and I was hoping it would kick in by now. But it's been 48 minutes and it hasn't. So good night, good morning, good afternoon, good day. And thank you for tuning in. Peace out. Bye.